Welcome! This is Beyond the Hate. I'm Steven. I'm John. And today we're going to talk about a classic. I mean, this movie has been compared to Casablanca. Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. Uh, the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments. Cleopatra. Cleopatra. It's, it's mean, amongst uh, all of those. Yeah. And also Good Burger. Right. Uh, so, which was an epic... That was... It was an epic. Yes. I mean, I think Scorsese directed that one. Good Burger? No, that was De Palma. That was Brian De Palma. Brian you can De tell Palma. by the camera angles. You can tell by the camera angles. That's, <laughs> I would get them confused, too, but it was De Palma. Yeah, yeah. it was. <laughs> and if you believed any of that shit, <laughs> we're going to send Tommy back there to hit you in the head with a tack hammer because you're a retard. <laughs> oh, man. But no, we're covering Mortal Kombat, which... If you couldn't tell by the intro music, if you definitely can't tell by the intro music that this is Mortal Kombat. It's like we play that and we're like, we're talking about Tekken. Right? <laughs> and we're like, what? It's like, yeah, so Huarong, who's, who's better, Huarong or Jin? It's like, I don't know, Jin has the devil gene and people are like, this is supposed to be a Mortal Kombat yeah, episode. Huarong's pretty badass to always like play as Yeah. Better. Yeah, yeah. I've never been. I don't know if I've ever said that correctly, but it's it's like it's like Huarong is not. How you I don't say think that. I've said it the same way twice ever. Yeah, I don't think I ever have. <laughs> I think I've heard it said properly before. I just don't remember to say. He is it right. a great character, though. Yes, but uh, we're talking about Mortal Kombat because we don't cover like a ton of video games on here. Um, the only one we've we've posted so far on. You know, anchor and everything was the Final Fantasy VII episode. Final Fantasy VII. We didn't put Street Fighter on here yet. Uh, I mean, well, the Street Fighter. The main thing with Street Fighter is that like we get an opportunity to talk about the game while we're doing that one. But uh, yeah, if I remember right, I think Street Fighter is on here. Okay, so we have Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, and then we'll do yeah. that Tekken movie they never made. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know if we're gonna do anything about unless we actually talk about like the game Tekken. The game. But, but the thing about fighting games in particular is that they make so many of them. Like, if you look into like Street Fighter, like there's the main Street Fighter one, two, three, four, five. Then you have fifty fucking billion combinations of everything else. Yes. You know, Super EX Turbo, Super Super Turbo. Uh, you know, uh, Super Street Fighter Two, Super Street Fighter Two. I think they made a Street Turner Fighter edition. game for the Ouya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Do you guys remember the Ouya? Yeah. I do. I had that system. Yeah, Steve had it. it I mean, the concept of it, I think, was interesting, but. It's uh, it just it, it you knew that system was going to die because of you can't compete with PlayStation and Xbox and Nintendo. yeah yeah I mean um, or even Atari you know how many Ataris are being sold lately it's insane yeah people are going back to the throwbacks man I but, think uh, Atari was gonna make a new system here soon yeah they're still working on that apparently it's gonna have some PC type of uh, internal parts. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I'll be interested. Yeah, I mean they're they're still working on that. They haven't they haven't killed it off or anything. They're still developing it, but yeah, I don't know. Okay. But uh, but as far as um, you know, video game based movies, it's difficult sometimes because a lot of people like really shit on them. Like the Street Fighter movie, people shit on that movie because of like a bunch of different reasons, you know. We covered that in the episode about it. But yeah, if y'all want to know more about that, go listen to the Street Fighter episode. Right. No, <laughs> and if it isn't up, about, and I, I mean, you watched Far Cry, it. the movie, like I did, which was directed by Uwe Bull. Right. Uwe uh, <laughs> Bull should never touch video game movies ever again. 
Well, the thing about that movie, the Far Cry movie, was if it wasn't a Far Cry movie, it might have been okay. But I literally, I, the first time I seen it, which is the only time I seen it, <laughs> uh, was on TV and I didn't know what it was. Right. And I was watching and I was like, this is okay, what is this? And I was watching it and at the end of it, it was for, it said Far Cry and I was like, it doesn't have anything to do with anything Far Cry ever. Right. And I was like, did he just make a movie and say, hey, I'll just call this one Far Cry? I, I don't know exactly how that worked, but it uh, he, he Juve has a tendency to take a lot of movies, like In the Name of the King is supposed to be based off of like, was it like Dungeons and Dragons or something that's supposed to be based on? I forgot exactly what that's supposed to be based I'll on. I'll give him a little credit for those, though, because um, I, I actually won't give him any credit, but he put Statham in one and Dolph Lundgren in the other, so. Yeah. It was just kind of like, they might not be great directorial movies, but you put Statham and Dolph Lundgren in it, so right. that already gives you some leeway. Now, Blood Rain was. He just. The, Blood Rain was hot garbage. Hmm. <sighs> Because I tried to watch the Blood Rain movie because the video games for Blood Rain were badass, and if you had actually, if, if he had actually made the movies more, or well, I think he only did the first one. Or did he do the second one? I forgot because um, the second Blood Rain movie that was like it's like she was in like the old west or something. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. But I feel both. like did the first those one. movies even ended the game franchise. Well, because after, they haven't made a Blood Rain game since, except they made... Uh, I remember there, there was one that they made for... I think it was like PlayStation 3. It was like... Uh, it was a side-scrolling game. They didn't make it a 3D game. It was a side-scroller, like 2D style with like really good... Like, like kind Castlevania. Of like, like anime-type graphics, but like Castlevania style where you're like going through the levels and stuff. And, That's cool. You know, like it, it felt pretty cool, but you're like, man, that Blood Rain character is so good that you almost feel like Juve's movie killed it because people were like, oh, well, fuck Blood Rain, that movie sucked. And I was like, no, the games are really good. Play the games. They are they have really the, good stories. The games were really good. And yeah. if you guys like the movie, we'd like to know exactly what you liked about it, and we'd like to see your point of view on it because we're buying, hey, we want to understand if there's something like about the movies. But generally, overall... It's not even a groupthink type thing where it's like, oh, everybody thinks this, so we think this. Most people, you know, Juve Bull's not a guy that's trying to make a good movie. He's, he's you know... He's, His movies are tax dodges. Yeah, that's all it is. So you shouldn't really celebrate that form of... That's not art. That's just tax dodges, like I said. So that's a different form of... Yep. That's not filmmaking. That's just putting out garbage just for the sake of your own benefit, and that's not cool. Right. Because fans are expecting to see something great when you make something especially nostalgic as video games. Yeah, and he uh, did that Alone in the Dark movie. and Yeah. Yeah. We can go on and on, but we will not. Right. <laughs> but uh, since we're talking about Mortal Kombat, we should probably go ahead and talk about the fact that like we're not going to do Annihilation. Because the first movie, which we'll get to in depth here. That's oh, you don't love for. the line that's like, Mother, you're alive. Too bad you will be dead. Or something. <laughs> you don't love that line? That's, that's like one of the worst lines in uh, And the thing is about like the games is that Sindel is one of the best characters. Because of like, you know, she, she originally was the reason why... 
you know, Earth Realm is like protected against like the forces of Outworld because her and Katana, like when in Sindel's like back history, you know, she was a good person and uh, what is it? He yeah, Shao Kahn conquered Edenia, which is like um, Sindel and uh, Katana's like homeworld. Mm-hmm. He conquered their world, kind of like Thanos, and basically killed off the king of Edenia. And took Sindel as his bride, and then took Katana uh, as like his adopted daughter. So Shao Kahn's kind of like Thanos, <laughs> basically. He's just yeah. collecting people. Yeah, he just he conquers worlds, and then you know he basically just you know takes you know like women that he wants as like prizes or as kids or whatever he wants. So there's there's that whole element. So like Sindel originally was the one who put up the protective magic. Or whatever it was, the spell that protects Earthrealm from Outworld invading. That's why he has to do the tournaments. He can only gain access to Earthrealm if he wins 10 Mortal Kombat tournaments in a row with his champions. Then he can invade Earth and take Earthrealm. So that was put up by Sindel. And then in like Mortal Kombat 3, they resurrect Sindel. And I think it's Quan Chi that actually uh, turns her against the earth realm so that her protective magic disappears and yeah. all that kind of stuff so it's like she's a really good character annihilation they just ruined everything about sindel that was awesome <laughs> well, annihilation so, ruined a lot of the characters though maybe think of a quick theory that would be pretty funny in uh, avengers endgame what if uh, they don't kill thanos in that because they time travel and they undo it all so they're like well he hasn't done what he did before yet yeah but they don't let him go either they take him to the collector and let him collect thanos (laughs) oh god (laughs) oh man wouldn't that be very very ironic for his end fate to be collected like he collected children yeah. Throughout all the conquered planets, he gets collected and put in a display box. Right, he gets put in a display tube. At the, that would be the, hilarious. The <laughs> that would be pretty hilarious. Um, but, uh, okay, well, this is Paul W.S. Anderson's directorial debut. Yeah, I, I always forget that this is like his first movie. Uh, and actually, this, this was, is before he had the W.S. on his name. Yes, uh, and uh, this is one of the reasons why he made sure that he kept a say in the Resident Evil franchise because he just left Mortal Kombat altogether. And, you know, um, he fucking, uh, I think he left to do, is it a rival? Or something like that. I forget. I had it on the top of my head. Uh, but, uh, he, he left... Uh, and then, like, what happened to the Mortal Kombat franchise afterwards? He was like, I fucking hated it. <laughs> and he was like, I wanted to actually have a say, but I left, you know. And that's whenever Resident Evil came up, he was like, I'm going to always be there, even if I'm directing it or not. I'm going to always have a say in this. That way it's not a bunch of garbage. Right. Well, he, uh,. He did, uh, the movie he did after this was Event Horizon. Yeah, that's what it was. And then he went and did Soldier, um, with, uh... Mario Van Peebles. Mario Van Peebles, yes. And then, yeah, and then the next, like, he did a TV movie called The Sight, and then he did, and then he did the first Resident Evil. And then he did the first Aliens vs. Predator movie. Yeah, so he's done, yeah, he did, he's done pretty much all the Resident Evils, uh... 
Well, no, he didn't do the second Resident Evil. He did uh, Afterlife. Yeah, and then Retribution and the final chapter. Because he's still married to Mila, isn't he? Isn't Paul Anderson still married so. to Mila? Yeah. It's not, not really relevant, but yeah. Not quite relevant. I'm just saying, because he puts, he puts Mila Jovovich in a lot of his movies in the back end of his career. And who wouldn't? I mean, it's Mila Jovovich. I mean, come on. So this movie came out in 1995. Yeah, we were both 11. <laughs> yes. Okay. God, so don't you feel old now? Yeah, right. This <laughs> is an old fucking movie. Yes. Uh, but this is the height of Mortal Kombat mania, because at this yeah. point in 95... Hulkamania was pretty much alive still at this point, too. <laughs> 95? So that's what's up. It didn't get re... Yeah, yeah, this is about the time he went to WCW. It was like 95, yeah. yeah. So, uh, this movie had a budget of $20 million. Wow, that's actually fairly low. Yeah, it made $122 million in the box office. Mm. Very successful. Uh, for inflation, just so you guys have a good idea of what it would make today, it would make $203 million in the box office if it came out today. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Off a budget of $20 million, which would probably be a little closer to about $32 million, which no, is still great. That's still a really <laughs> big-ass profit. Yeah. yeah. So, th this movie would have been highly successful, and it was successful, and that's why they made Annihilation, and they made another movie that no one watched, and then they did a legacy web series. Yeah, the Mortal uh, Kombat, like, that was done by Machinima. Yeah, yeah, so they've I done... I actually did watch part of that. That was pretty good. They've done a d bunch of different versions of this. Um, but this is the OG 95 movie. This is really the only Mortal Kombat movie ever made. <laughs> right? That's what I was getting to. When I was telling you about the other three things, I, I meant to say this is really the only movie they made. Yeah. Uh, Just like with Ninja Turtles, there's only two movies. There's only two movies. They did make more, but there's only two movies. There's only two movies that are, like, for real. <laughs> You'll still to this day say, hey, you want to get a Ninja Turtles box set? And it'll have Ninja Turtles 1 and 2 in it. Right? <laughs> Because, no, I have one at the house that is Ninja Turtles. I, I bought a box set uh, of DVDs, and it was the, the original Turtles movie, Secret of the Ooze, uh, the three, like, when they're, like, lost they in feudal time Japan. Travel they time travel. They time travel like, feudal Japan. And then it had the TMNT, which was the CG movie they made in, like, the middle 2000s. <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs> so, I threw out the other half of the box set <laughs> <laughs> no, I still have them. I do, seriously don't know where the TMNT copy is and the uh, the part three, the parts one and two. I for sure have in my Dream DVD coasters. Where <laughs> probably it's like oh, I need something to put my beer on. And if you're not, oh, using, it's Turtle Three, Turtles in Time. <laughs> if you're not using that for uh, uh, for that now, just bring them over and we'll use it for them. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, if anybody has a gun, we can use them uh, to skeet shoot. Yeah. Oh. Boom! <laughs> what was that? Oh, that was Turtle 3, the Turtles in Time. <laughs> uh, Ed, Ed Boone, co-creator of the game, did a voice in this movie. You probably know who he did. He did a voice of a character? Yes. Goro? No. It's, uh, a, it's a small voice. It's one of the non-speaking guys that says a couple words. Scorpion? Yes. Ah, well, it's because Ed Boon's like in love with Scorpion, so. Well, uh, this is this is actually a fact. Uh, Scorpion is the most beloved character in Mortal Kombat history. I call bullshit. Sub Zero. Nope. <laughs> it is Scorpion. It's just been confirmed that people play as him the most in the game, 
and he is the most popular by far. They sell us more toys of him, everything. Well, even the Mortal Kombat, remember when I bought Mortal Kombat 9, I got the deluxe edition that had the bookends? It's basically him impaling Sub-Zero through the thing and like pulling him through the wall yeah. is what it what it looks like, yeah. Because they put Scorpion on the cover of everything, and it's like because uh, I read the 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 poll because it was from the beginning of Mortal Kombat all the way to ten. They said Scorpion's the most popular, followed by Sub Zero, Raiden, and um, Sonya Blade. Okay, so that's pretty much most of the original ones. Yeah, so, most people don't actually play as Liu Kang in the game. Uh, he's awesome. But a lot of people like to do have the ones with all the the awesome tricks and the stuff. special powers yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And Scorpion just looks cool. Well, Lou did have the fireball. It was a cool. He fireball. had the fireball, and then he had um the. I used kick. him in the game. Yeah. I used him in the game. I probably used Sonya more in the original two Mortal Kombat's because she was really hard to beat. Especially uh, when she hit those like little like the ring things off of her wrists or whatever. Yeah, So who would be your favorite character like of all time? Of all time, like uh, to play with or just like in the game? Well, like mainly to play with or a character that you just like because of their their move set or maybe their fatalities or something. Uh, my my favorite character probably would be Sonya Blade, actually, Sonya? in the game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I remember playing as her the most. I like Scorpion, but I can never get his moves down, so... <laughs> I always yeah. miss that fucking harpoon. No, uh, like, Mortal Kombat 9, Sonya is fucking legit. I didn't really... I, I didn't really play as Sonya that much on some of the older games, like I right. would occasionally... To see how our moveset was. Mortal Kombat 9, I fucking could kick ass with Sonya in 9. Because I, yeah, her combos and her like transition moves were so easy to do, it was really really cool to play a Sonya in nine. But um, my favorite of all time would probably be Sub Zero. Sub Zero was awesome. Yeah, because just learning once you learn all the freeze tricks and stuff, like the backflip and you freeze them as you're flipping back, and then like you know you have like the ice slide where you, like you slide and like kick them and it turns them frozen, and then you can hit them. Like you could do all kinds of crazy shit with Sub Zero. It's definitely fun, and yes. uh, also I also did like Johnny Cage. Yeah, Cage. Once you learn how to do like the like the the split punch, the nut punch, that was pretty fun. And then he also had like the little like the green like the little green energy ball thing he could throw. That yeah. was pretty good too. I think um, as far as the character in the video game, it'd probably be Raiden, even though I could never use him right. So. Right. <laughs> Yeah. This move set's weird, so I yeah. was just kind of like, eh, I love this guy, like, because you'll see a lot of opening, like, scenes in the game where they're fighting between them two, and Raiden's scenes are always like epic. Yeah, because there's <laughs> like the like the, the the Superman flying and yeah, all that kind of stuff. It's like uh, the Superman attack, and then he has like the lightning attacks, and he can yeah, like zoom really- zoom and like teleport and shit. Yeah, it's really and cool. It does do justice of them ripping it off from Big Trouble in Little China. Right? <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. Well, because, like, that was the thing about, like, when they first came up with the idea of Mortal Kombat. I mean, it's very much... This movie is kind of a movie of... Or, like, 
well, the movie definitely takes some influences from some things, but you well, could tell Luke that King when was supposed to be Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee, and uh, then you got Johnny Cage, which is supposed to be John Claude Van, Van Damme. Damme. Uh, yeah, because yeah. even his story in this movie is that he's like an he's like a martial arts actor that everybody says that his martial arts is fake. It's fake because Jean Claude had to go through, and he's yeah. a dick on set, which Jean Claude was. Right. Um, he was a complicated actor to deal with, which he was on a lot of cocaine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they, they, they left that part out of the movie in the games, but uh, he right. was on cocaine too. Uh, right. <laughs> the the actual person, do you know who was actually supposed to play Johnny Cage in this movie? Who was actually supposed instead of Lyndon Ashby? Uh, d- yeah, instead of Lyndon Ashby. Because um, we we know Jean Claude just turned it down outright, so I'm not yeah. talking about him. Right, Jean Claude just didn't want to play it, even though they were going to make the original game about Jean Claude, and he yeah. just was like, "No, I'm not doing a video game." And yeah. they were like, "Well, fuck this he ends guy." Ends up doing Street Fighter instead of a thing that was that was about him. He ends up doing the Street Fighter movie, which is like this. It's just, just kind of like a kick in the nuts. It's like, oh, you make a, a guy based off me and stuff. Well, then I'm not doing it. Fuck you guys. And it's right. Like, Hey, this guy is not even French. He's a total American. He's like, I'll play him. Right. Uh, but anyway, who do you think? Who do you um, think was supposed to play Johnny Cage? It was supposed to be Johnny Cage? Oh, shit. I'm trying to think of who would have been around back at that time that they could have used. Yeah, that's a long way to think Because this is 95, so... Uh, so I'll go ahead and tell you, since that, that's that's a long time. That's, I don't know. I don't know who you would have gotten... Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee. Was actually okay. already cast to play Johnny Cage, and then he died. Oh shit! So it was gonna be Brandon Lee. Do you think it would have worked as because Johnny K- Lyndon Ashby looks more like you would expect Johnny Cage? I to think look. if Brandon Lee would have been in this movie, Johnny Cage would have been the main character, and it would have been a trilogy, like a solid trilogy. Maybe, but do you think? I think if they put if they put Brandon in the movie, you'd almost have to make him Luke Luke Kang, wouldn't you? When you have to make him no, Luke? Johnny Cage could be the main character just as much as Luke Kang. I think the only reason Luke Kang is the main character in this Mortal Kombat is just because it's uh, Robin Shao. Robin Shao. Well, yeah. Uh, in in terms of the Mortal Kombat like canon, he does win the in canon. He wins the first two games. Right, but in the movies, you can change that. You can change it, but if I mean, you get Brandon Lee, you can have him, if not be the main character, be. You know, one of the big reasons. That now he could definitely in. pull off being Johnny Cage for sure. Well, yeah, I mean he he looks he looks more American than he does, you know, Asian. Asian. Yeah, even though so, he's, he's and he's very cocky. His son. Oh, he definitely could pull he off can being pull off Johnny off Cage. Very, yeah, very cocky. He would have made a great. I'm not saying um, Ashby did a bad job. He didn't. He actually kind of looks exactly like you would imagine Johnny Cage looks. Yes. So he did a great job. Like just a douchey white guy. <laughs> He's really think, good at that. You know, we mentioned Annihilation. One of the worst things that they did in that movie is kill off Johnny Cage at the first of it. Because, like, yeah. he's one of the characters with the most personality in all the movie. Because some of the characters don't have a personality at all. Well, like, you have Sonya, and you have Johnny Cage. That's it. Luke King doesn't really have most of personality. He has a goal. He yeah. doesn't really have a personality. And Katana, she's cool. But she doesn't really have a personality either. It's really Johnny and Sonya. Yeah, really Sonya, <laughs> when Sonya has something to do, like on a mission, like when she's looking for Kano, she's not really. She doesn't really have time to like mess around with like stuff. The only time that Lou shows somewhat of a character is at the beginning of this movie when he was like, "Hey man, can you get my bags?" 
And he was like, what's that? And he was like, I give you money and you get my bags. And he was like, yeah, sure. And he like takes Cage's money and just drops his suitcase off the pier and just puts the money like in his jacket. And yeah, he was like, well, I guess it's a good thing I didn't ask him to park the car because he had a limousine. <laughs> you know, they dropped him off. But uh, yeah, that was the only part about Lou that you really felt like he had like a personality. Yeah, the rest of it is just that one. He's so focused on fighting Shang Tsung. But Johnny Cage was pretty much the comedy relief through the whole movie. Yes. And then Sonya Blade, she's very fierce, and she has like a bunch of stuff going on in this movie. So. The weird chemistry between They're her the and Johnny. They're the two best story characters in this yes. movie. Easily. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I just think it's interesting how they, they casted this movie because... You know, Robin Shaw is awesome as Liu Kang, and then Bridget Wilson. So there was another Sonya. person that almost played Liu Kang. Another person that was almost Liu yeah, Kang? But, uh, uh, yeah, there was another person that was almost Liu Kang, but that he lost the job. Uh, to Robin. To Robin. Uh, this is been, a big name. Wouldn't it would have been Jet? No, no. It wasn't no, Jet no, Lee? No, no. Uh, Jackie Chan? No. Oh, shit. Who it's, else would it's have been? an interesting name because it's Jason Scott Lee. Jason Scott Lee. Oh, and he played Bruce Lee in a movie, and this character's right. based off Bruce Lee. Yeah, but uh, every video game that has martial arts in it has a Bruce Lee ripoff character. They do because I'm surprised more don't have a Chuck Norris ripoff character in them. Yeah, like you know? that's. Uh, I mean the. Yeah, there's um the one that they have in Tekken is what Paul Phoenix he's supposed to be because he's Phoenix, like he's like an yeah, American yeah. dude that's like a karate guy and him and and Forrest Law are are Bruce it, Lee and Chuck Norris. Yeah, it's like Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris. Is it Forrest or is it Marshall Law? Marshall Law. It's Marshall. Marshall's the son. Forrest was the the dad. Right. So it's Marshall Marshall Law. Forrest Law is supposed to be like it man. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Um. And then Paul Phoenix is supposed to be like the Chuck, Chuck Norris, Norris type yeah. character. Those but, Tekken games are really great too. Yes, but everybody has that because in um, Street Fighter it's Fei Long. That's the Bruce Lee ripoff character. So, and this one's comical because let's talk about Raiden. Lord Raiden. <laughs> Christopher Lambert plays this to a T. Yes. I, actually, one of the things that is bad about Annihilation is how poorly they did a recasting Christopher Lambert. Yeah. They, they got a guy that looked similar to him, but could not act similar to him at all. No. Like, let's just talk about the whenever all these uh, uh, ninjas are trying to attack the three main characters in this movie, and the first wave kind of comes, and then you hear, like, Raiden's like... Yeah. Now what are you going to do about them? And then they look, turn around, and there's like... And there's like a bunch of them, and they're a like... A bunch of Shang Tsung's guards, and they're like... Oh, no, oh. and then they go to attack, and then you see... Uh, Raiden goes, uh-uh. I don't think so. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then you see, like, his... You know, the electricity come out of his hand, and then you see his eyes, and then those ninjas are like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that, you know, Christopher Lambert is a video gamer. He's actually an avid gamer, so he actually likes this type of stuff, and he put a little work into it. And um, but who they really, who they wanted to get originally for this is hilarious. To play Raiden, yes. Uh, and he turned it down outright, and it's a funny reason why he did. 
Um, oh no! See, somebody almost thinks like maybe somebody like Connery. It was Connery. Really, it was Connery. He wanted to get Connery. Oh, shit. He was offered the role of Raiden. Do you know why he turned it down? Um, one was because he didn't want to shave his beard or something. Nope, wasn't even that. It's because he wanted to play golf. <laughs> I don't think I want to do that. That's like, why? It's like, because I have to go play golf. <laughs> it's like, what? That was literally his excuse, and he didn't want to take on a physical role. So it's like, I want to play golf instead of do that. But Raiden doesn't really do any fighting. Yeah. He does a lot of magic stuff, but Connor was just like, he wouldn't even talk to him. He's like, I want to just play golf. <laughs> He's I like, like, what? I'd rather, just, I'd rather do that than... I read that and I was like, wait, what? Is this real? So I had to fact check it like three times and it's 100% true. That's wow. why I turned down this role. That's crazy. So then, the, you know, Paul, he was like, well, I got an idea. I'll get Christopher Lambert. <laughs> and because they were in Highlander together. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> so he was like, I'll get Christopher Lambert and, uh, I gotta say, better choice. Yeah. Should have been your first choice, really. Because Lambert, as soon as you see him in this movie, you're like, this is, yeah, he's doing a good job. Yeah, my wife actually, let's see what you think about this. She actually thinks that uh, Christopher Lambert and Thomas Jane look alike. And Thomas Jane? Um, maybe. I could kind of see that, I guess. Because she was like, I was like, no, he doesn't. And then she was like, this is a young picture of Christopher Lambert. I was like, I still don't see it, but maybe it's there. I mean, maybe. It might be the narrow eyes. There's, there's no the acting talent there that's anywhere no, close. I was about to say, they might, they could look identical, and I still wouldn't recognize them as twins. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, since we're, we're talking about the, the characters, I guess, we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about what people didn't like about the characters in this movie. So, basically, I, <laughs> the characters in this movie, it's weird because the characters are actually played pretty well to how they are in the game mm -hmm. but you look at the comments and it's like especially some, reptile nailed it right <laughs> but it's like a lot of the times i think people feel that either they didn't know what the fuck mortal Kombat was and they were like what the fuck is all this or they are a big fan of the game and they're like they didn't do it right it's like how do you do it right? It's not like it's a RPG or something. It's just like the first two Mortal Kombat's was literally just fighting. Right. There was really no story in any of those until you until you beat the game with a character. Then it tells you yeah. kind of like how then the it story gives you went. Like some like text that comes up, mm -hmm. or it's know? like Liu Kang defeated Shang Tsung in, in Mortal Kombat and and that kind of stuff, or he defeated Goro and then he defeated Shang Tsung or whatever, and then. You know, he won the tournament and, you know, saved Earth from being, you know, taken over by, right. you know, the Outworld or whatever. So, yeah, there's, like, that kind of stuff that happens where you get, like, a little text thing at the end. It's a minimum story, though. Yeah, it's a very it's minimal story. enough to let you know that you saved the world. Yeah, that you kicked ass. With Kung Fu. Right. Yeah, everybody was Kung Fu fighting. Which I think that's what that song was about, was Mortal Kombat. Right. Even though it predates it by it 20 years. predates it. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. They um, knew the game was coming. They're like, this is a great soundtrack for that game. It's like, you don't know what the fuck this is going to be yet, but there's going to be a thing called Mortal Kombat, and it's going to be awesome, and this song is devoted to that. You know that uh, <laughs> Bill and Ted where they have to create the song to save the universe? Yeah. Well, those guys, they already done that. 
Right, yeah. <laughs> they saved the universe by creating the soundtrack for Mortal Kombat. Right, yes, because this is one of the best soundtracks. Yeah, um, it actually uh, went uh, platinum in the first two weeks of its release. Really? <laughs> the Mortal Kombat soundtrack? For a movie soundtrack? soundtrack? <laughs> That's ridiculous, because most soundtracks don't ever do that kind of money. No, unless it's a Tarantino sales. soundtrack. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, even, you know, like, or maybe like the Star Wars soundtracks, because those sell really good to people that are big into classical music, but, or just big Star Wars fans. Usually Star Wars fans. I don't mean that, like, when I was a kid, that was some of the only classical music that I would listen to was the John Williams score, because he's a fucking, he's a, you know, if there's like a Hall of Fame for, like, composers, he would be, he'd be like a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's the, yeah, Star Wars and Frederick fucking Chopin, right? (laughs) Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But anyway, so I'll go into the comment about the characters. So it says, uh, The game has creative characters with cool costumes. The movie has boring, lame, goofy characters and costumes that look like they were bought for Halloween at Kmart. With Mortal Kombat, they do sell them at Kmart. Well, Kmart doesn't exist around here anymore. Uh, Not around here, they don't. They still exist somewhere. But, you know... Alaska, like Blockbuster. (laughs) We still have Kmarts up here, eh? Yeah. It's like that's that's like a it's Canada just accent. No one's it's just no one's told Alaska that those businesses. Should yeah, be you know these businesses are dead. It's like oh, it takes so long for anything to get up here. It's yeah. Yeah, Blockbuster will be around for another hundred years in Alaska. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I don't know any better. Uh, sorry, Alaska. <laughs> they have no Netflix there apparently. <laughs> right. Uh, but it says the acting is bad too, with the exception of Christopher Lambert, who seems to be having fun as Raiden. Uh, or Raiden. Uh, so in the end, he gives the best performance of the movie. Uh, Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa gives a rather annoying performance as the main villain Shang Tsung. The whole movie is Fuck a terrible. The whole movie is a terrible kitsch uh, because it's too serious for its own good. Bridget Wilson, uh, Robin Shaw, and Talisa Soto, among others, and their prime function is to see how far they can put their foot up someone's anus. The female interest, Sonia, was lackluster and ordinary looking, with even Katana so poorly lit she looked bland. Lyndon Ashby plays Johnny Cage, who apparently, uh, who is apparently an actor out to prove his skills are real. Is he serious? I also love the subtle clues for Liu Kang on how to defeat Sub-Zero. Jesus. I know this movie was aimed at kids, but did the creators think it was for retarded kids? <laughs> oh my god. I, oh my I, god! When I copied this, I was like, "Oh my god, that's gonna get so much heat." Steve's gonna, is Steve ever gonna laugh his ass off, or he's gonna hate these people? Wow, a little both. That was a surprising ending. <laughs> wow, just hit you with a twist. Retarded kids. Wow. Yeah, I know this movie was aimed at kids, but did the creators think it was for retarded kids? Wow, that's, that's horrible. That's ridiculous. We use the word retarded, but not talking about children. We talk yeah. about things being retarded, like situations. Yeah, objects. Yeah, like objects, things like your taxes being retarded, people changing lanes when they don't signal that's retarded. Like people like doing Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. He's just a sex doll. <laughs> he is basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's pretty much like a sex doll for women. <laughs> but the thing about this is like, um, it's like, it, the, the thing that got me was like, look at how sexist that is. It's like, okay, so uh, what did they say? The female interest, Sonia, was lackluster and ordinary looking. 
And it's like it's 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 Bridget Wilson. Like she's ordinary looking. Yeah, actually, there's another fun fact about Bridget Wilson. She actually wasn't gonna be able to do this movie. And then, uh, yeah, was she, she like pregnant or something? Or? No, she oh. she actually she was contractually ob- obligated to do something else. She wanted to do it because she was a huge Mortal Kombat fan, and she loves Sonya Blade. But she had something else, and the time wasn't gonna li- line up. So, she went and started filming the other thing, which I forget. Um, and then, Christina Applegate was casted. Mm, really? And then she dropped out, and then Cameron Diaz was casted, and whenever she was tr- in training for this, she broke her wrist. And by the time they, after all those delays, uh, Bridget Wilson was done filming and then came back and did the role because and, Dan, Cameron Diaz was injured. And came back and, and actually was able to play as Sonya. Oh, okay. So it was meant to be. Was it... Uh, well, she actually did Billy Madison in 95. That's what it was. She was doing Billy Madison. Yeah, because so she got it. Want to touch the hiney? <laughs> yeah, because, yep, that's exactly what it was. It was Billy Madison. Was like, so she, she, got, she got to do both of them. She had to choose between Billy Madison and Mortal Kombat. And I've got to say, she chose right originally. You should take the Billy Madison role over that's the hilarious. Mortal Kombat role. Because that's just good for your career to work with Adam Sandler. And it's hilarious. Right. But then she got to do both. Yes. Because Cameron Diaz broke her wrist. Yeah. Well, that's amazing to think of what Cameron would have been as Sonya. Yeah. Um, because she was cast and she was in training and she broke her wrist. And instead of waiting for her to heal... Bridget Wilson was like, hey, I, I can come back. I'm wrapped up at Bell, Billy Madison. And uh, Paul Anderson was like, yeah. Cameron yeah. Diaz broke her wrist. She can't do it now. Because so, they casted her off of the success of The Mask. That's right, because I was thinking, like, didn't she do The Mask like right before this? Yeah. Okay. Um, which, I mean, if you ever watched the Jim Carrey Mask movie, it's, yeah, she's great in that movie. Yeah, so that's um, that's a little yeah, that's a really good history, isn't it? I, I didn't even write any of that down. I just, I was so amazed by that. I was like, I won't forget that. Right? Yeah, that's, that's fucking amazing. That's a, it's <laughs> interesting sometimes how like sometimes you can have somebody get injured or have like an issue and they have to drop out from something. Like uh, I remember like hearing the thing from like uh, was the Back to the Future. They uh, who was it that they originally hired to Eric play Mar- Stoltz. Eric Stoltz, and he had an issue where he wasn't going to be able to to shoot. So then they were like, "Well, wonder if we can get um, Michael J. Fox no, 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 Family no. Ties." They shot almost the whole fucking movie with Eric Stoltz. Stoltz. What was the reason that Stoltz left? No, he didn't leave. He got fired. He got fired. What was he get fired for? Because I don't remember the, exactly. The director, uh, which was um, Zemeckis, Zemeckis, just said it was too serious. With Eric Stoltz. And he said, this isn't what I want Marty to be. But they almost filmed the whole fucking movie. Mm. So he fired Eric Stoltz at the the um, the uh, permission of the studio. And then he casted Michael J. Fox. And then redid all those of, scenes. Um, Michael those J., family, uh, ties. family Ties. Yeah, because he was actually... I remember he was still working on Family Ties at the time. And he basically what he had to do is he had to uh, shoot family ties i think during the daytime mm-hmm. and then he would have to like study for school and then do all of his scenes basically at night for back to the future um, the studios cast at eric stoltz 
and then they filmed it, and uh, Zemeckis was like, I don't like this, it's too serious. It doesn't really feel like Marty. Yeah, he's like, Eric Stoltz is just playing this way too seriously and stuff. Yeah, because it you is know, supposed to be Stoltz. kind of a comedy. He's not a he's not a joking guy. He takes really serious roles. I mean, what was one of the most serious things you've seen him in first? What, is like, um... Uh... Is he in the original Terminator, maybe? Stoltz? Oh, I don't remember. I don't think he was. On no, this. the original Prophecy movie. The Prophecy. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. the original Prophecy movie with Christopher Walken. Walken. yeah, yeah. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in that movie. He's a serious guy. I mean, he was in uh, Pulp Fiction. He's that kind of, He's that kind of guy. Yeah. He's not... He, he can't do that comedy so easy like Michael J. Fox used to be able to do it. Like, that yeah. was super easy for Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Like, that was just natural to him. He was just a naturally charismatic person. Everyone was drawn to. They wanted to be around. Amazing actor. Always mm-hmm. did great things. All the Back to the Future movie. I always hear this. It's like, yeah, but they don't make any sense. It's like, they're not supposed to make any sense, for one. Because this movie called Back to the Future, literally in the first one, they go to the past. Right. The whole point is that he needs to get back into what is the yeah. future, but it's his normal reality back in the 80s, back to 85. Yeah. But, you know, but that's the thing. It's like when you hear about stuff like, you know, Bridget Wilson able to come back after Diaz wasn't able to and had the injury, it's always interesting how these things work out, how, like, I always kind of find it interesting how, like, movies could have been totally different with, like, a right. different actor. You know, like, you hear, like, oh, somebody turned down a role, and then, like, that becomes, like, the role that made somebody's career. And you're like, oh, man. You're like, but... You know, for some reason, like some of these guys end up painting out in the long run because then they find their franchise that is made for them. Like you the know. thing where like Sebastian Stan auditioned for Captain America, and so did um. Uh, there's a couple other people that's in the MCU that auditioned for the Captain America role. He still ends up getting to be Bucky though, so he, he still, still ends up getting soldier. to be Bucky. And then Chris Evans actually was one of the guys that didn't have to audition for the role they offered to him over and over and over again because he didn't feel confident confident that he could be a star oh after the fantastic four yeah he just never thought he was a lead character in a movie because he wasn't in fantastic four either even though he was the best character in those movies yeah <laughs> but uh but i think i think this movie would being that it has bridget wilson in it it's like she she definitely makes Sonya Blade feel real, mm-hmm. and it's like we'll never know what it's going to be like with Cameron Diaz because you know that's that never was going to happen. But it, I, I, for some reason, I feel like it's probably better now that it wasn't Cameron Diaz because she might have had the look of Sonya Blade, but I don't know if she could have pulled off the intensity like Bridget Wilson could. Well, no one also gave Cameron Diaz the chance to show that she could do that either. So. I'm not a you know hate on Cameron Diaz. Not no hate. I'm not. I'm not saying you're hate. Uh, it's just you know I would like to give Cameron Diaz an opportunity still to this day to do some action movies. Yeah, because think, she really does more like romantic comedies or comedies yeah. or something like that. And I think that's just typecast drama. Hollywood yeah. typecasting her because she's hot. Yeah, and they're like, well, you know, you're hot, so you should be like in romantic like yeah. comedy movies and stuff. And she's like, I can do more than rom com. Sexism, you know, right. it's rampant. <laughs> yeah, it's also uh, rampant in that comment too. Yeah, that was just about, a ridiculous comment. This right. dude 
should kill himself. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Just get a better outtake on life, dude. You're, you're a douchebag. Right? That sounds like even Katana was so poorly lit, she looked bland. And it's like, it's Talisa Soto. Oh, yeah. This I, dude's banging, like, Katana-looking chicks, like, all the time. Right. It's so common just to find chicks that look like that. I mean, like, you can go to your local Del Champs and just find chicks <laughs> hanging around. At do the Del, abundance. Do Del Champs even exist anymore? I don't fucking know. No, I don't think I they do. I just like the word Del Champs. I Del think it Ch- sounds funny. <laughs> In case you don't know, you know, your grocery store history, Del Champs does not exist anymore. I don't think it does. Uh, Del Champs, I think, was was gone, like, for, like, you know, like, 15 years or something. Jesus or 20 Christ. years. Yeah, they've been gone for a while. Are we in a different timeline? No, I haven't seen one in a long time. Right, yeah. I haven't. I don't think I've ever seen one, actually, since I've lived down here. <laughs> so I've only heard about them. It's like a myth. So I remember going to Del Champs once. What the fuck was that like? You had Del Champs? No. It might be a Mandela effect. Maybe people might email us and be like, Del Champs has never been a grocery store chain? It's like, what like, wait, wait, what? wait a minute. I know for a fact that there was fucking Del Champs stores because my roommate talks about grocery shopping there. So apparently, that would be fucking hilarious. And they're like, "That's never existed. Look at this." And we'd be like, "Yep, Mandela effect's real." Yeah. We come fucking from a different Ashton universe. Kutcher fucked up everything. A butterfly effect movie yeah. fucked up everything. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, what was the other part here? Is uh, the uh, uh, lame, goofy characters and costumes that look like they were bought for Halloween at Kmart? Well, one thing, one thing about that that part is. It is Mortal Kombat. All their costumes are Halloween costumes. They're all bland looking. That's actually real, so I'm not going to disagree with that. Yeah, I've seen kids dress as a scorpion in Sub-Zero before Halloween. It's ridiculous. It's also not real. Right? (laughs) But that's the thing. It's like... If you want to say like the costumes look bad, it's like look at the original Mortal Kombat. They basically what they did was they just took actors that were doing moves and then digitized them. So because it's like the Donkey Kong looking type graphics mm-hmm. where it looks more realistic over top of like a two D background. It's because that was like the Mortal Kombat was like the beginning of the digitized graphics, and they eventually used that for like Donkey Kong and some other games like Rise of the Robots. I remember was like that. They did that for. Uh, was it Killer Instinct was like that? A lot of the rare games where that digitized graphics were supposed to kind of look look real over top of a 2D yeah. background. Um, and then uh, was it Primal Rage, I think, was made like that too. Clay Fighter was made like that. I'm just going through shit that I remember having <laughs> graphics like that. <laughs> uh, weird flex, but, you know, whatever. Uh, but it, but it's like when you go back to the original Mortal Kombat, th- they didn't have like a ton of money to put like all these crazy fucking costumes on them. Right. They don't have like WWE type seamstresses that put on like all these elaborate costumes on them. They're literally like we're gonna have like a guy that dresses up in black and has like a yellow sash. Then we're gonna have a guy wearing the same thing with a blue sash. Right. <laughs> because we're gonna basically take like the same ninja and just have him be twice. But, like, do different colors, so that's how we get Scorpion and Sub-Zero. A lot of people don't know this, but Sub-Zero was based off the band Foreigner. (laughs) Because they're cold as ice. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were talking about some real shit there. Okay, okay, he got me. He got me. I thought he had some real real facts. (laughs) Yeah. 
But it's like the, the costumes from the original game look like Halloween costumes. You see Kano, yeah. and what does Kano look like? He has like a metal eyepiece on. It's like a metal pirate. He looks like a like a metal pirate, yeah, <laughs> like like an android pirate. And then he has like a fucking white costume and boots. Like that's it. That's all he is. Johnny Cage literally wears the same fucking thing from Bloodsport that Van Damme wore. He wears like black leggings and a red like sash. You know they changed the whole history of Kano after the movie because of um, Trevor Goddard's uh, portrayal to Australian. Yeah. And then they found out Trevor Goddard's not actually Australian. He's English. (laughs) (laughs) He just did an Australian accent for Kano. But now, anytime you see Kano, he's always portrayed as being an Australian. Australian, yeah. Because they changed the whole history of the game for that. And he even, Trevor Goddard himself, even claimed to be Australian. Oh. Descent. Oh, but he's actually from England. He's English. Oh, (laughs) tricky bastard. That was a fake accent he did. So. But I mean, hey, he's doing a good job. It's believable. At least you, you, he feels like yeah, he, he. It was so believable. He tricked the makers of Mortal Kombat. That's and why uh, Ed, Ed Boon and John Tobias changed his background <laughs> yeah. to where he was an Australian. Like, well, like, well, he's Australian now uh, and, because it was he was supposed to be from somewhere else originally, and then um, they just changed it because they like his portrayal so much, and then they they ended up finding out, oh, he's not actually Australian; he's English. <laughs> Well, Kano's Australian now in the canon. They can't change it again. <laughs> right, because in the Mortal Kombat like 9 and 10, he still has the Australian accent, yeah, in the uh, story mode. But There's kind of a curse to Kano, though. Oh, really? Yeah, because Goddard played, uh, he, that played him, he died in 2003. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, and then Darren uh, Shalavi, which was the guy that played him in Legacy... He, after he played him, he died in 2011. Oh, shit. After he did the Machinima series? Machinima. Yeah, which yeah. which doesn't exist anymore. Machinima on YouTube is dead. It, there's no videos now. The whole channel got wiped out. Well, Sad. It happens a lot for YouTube. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, they fuck goats and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Machinima. Anyway, um, so we're going to take a break here, and then when we come back, let's see, what are we going to talk about next? Uh, we're going to talk about uh, bad fights and bad special effects. Right. So <laughs> I mean, We might actually review this beer that we drank. Oh, yeah. We've been going for how long? So <laughs> what beer are we drinking? <laughs> Black and Voodoo by Dixie. Was this Dixie, Dixie Brewing Company out of New Orleans? Dixie Beer. Dixie Normus. I think Dixie Normus makes Dixie beer. So you guys want to drink some black and voodoo water by Dixie Normus? That's probably the stupidest show we've ever seen today. Uh, but it's, I think um, you said that on like eight episodes. Uh, but uh, so it's five point five percent alcohol, and it's it's pretty good. It's like a, it's like a German style, like kind of a multi beer. Uh, what does it say? It's um, uh, the company was born in 1907, but they debuted this in 1992. Um, New Orleans. It's a German a Dunkel-inspired brew. Whatever that means. Is that racist? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm gonna give it like a two out of five, or a two point five. Two point five out of three. Two. It's very smooth. Very good. Um, doesn't taste like ass, so that's really all the requirements yeah. you need to have a good beer. It's pretty smooth. It's not like super bitter. 
Yeah, it's not it has bitter a, at all. Really, it has a pretty, uh, pretty good taste to it. So it's like, yeah, I give it like a two and a half. It's not quick as a lager. It actually kind of seems like a light beer, but it's a lager. So that's actually pretty, pretty hard to accomplish. So yeah, good job. Two point five out of three. Yes, not two point five out of five or <laughs> ten or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, our scale goes to three. It goes to three because beers aren't that fucking complicated. <laughs> right. <laughs> Either it tastes like ass. You would buy it. You know, maybe like you might drink it, and then it's like I would definitely buy this again. Yeah, it's not difficult. It's not hard. Art Summer <laughs> Love, which is the worst beer we've ever drank. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I would. We'll be yeah, back I would. I would disgrace my toilet by throwing that in there. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would drink shit water before I drank that again. <laughs> anyway, I would drink Jack Black shit water. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're gonna take a break. <laughs> your glow sticks motherfuckers <laughs> the second half of this episode is blade <laughs> that was done by tracy lords though yeah, so. which is funny because the tracy lords for some reason started doing music like at some point in the 90s i guess after she got through doing porn and then uh she did this song this is the instrumental version i actually heard the real version which actually has her doing the vocals it's not bad i never actually i didn't know all this time since I was a kid that that was not just a techno song that that was like actually like vocals on it too well, and it was done by Tracy Lords until I was trying to find this song again and I was like wait there's like lyrics to this fucking song well one thing pe- plenty of people know about Tracy Lords is she has some pipes right <laughs> yeah she made a career out of using them um so <laughs> good for you Right. Good for you. In more ways than one. I um, like you in Blade, though. You're yeah, she was you're, pretty... You're as pretty the, the vampire chick at the beginning of Blade, yes. I though I've never watched any of your pornos. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh... But, yeah, it, as far as, like... <laughs> Any time that you have a movie that has special effects in it, somebody's going to bitch about it, right? Like, that's just... That's like a natural law of the universe now. If you're reviewing a movie that has special effects, you have to shit on them. I'm pretty sure there's people that looked at the special effects from Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park, which came out, what, two years before this? It was like, oh, that's bullshit. Dinosaurs don't look like that. That's all fucking bullshit. It's like, yeah, you know, I literally what the fuck dinosaurs say, look like? I literally heard somebody was like... Those would have had feathers. It's like, yeah, but that revelation was made like six years after this movie came out. How the fuck would they know? Right. Michael and Crichton. And they like lizards. Actually, Michael Crichton covered all that shit saying that they didn't look like exactly what they're supposed to look like because they had to 
uh, fill in the gaps. Fill in the gaps with frog DNA. So yes. they all were like fucking reptiles. They explained that in the first movie. So shut the fuck up. Right. That's one of the reasons because I don't think people realize that Crichton was a was a genius. He was, he was a, a fucking genius. He was ahead of his time. Shit, he said in that first Jurassic Park book is actually true now. Right. He yeah. actually already knew. <laughs> yeah. But uh, as far as the special effects in this movie, they're crap. But in 1995, pretty good. Right. Pretty they don't look good. They, I mean, you're not gonna look like Avatar. No, you know, or Avatar wouldn't look like Avatar in 1995. No, you know what it'd be in 1995? Either a bunch of people in some Ninja Turtle fucking looking outfits, <laughs> but blue, or in a bunch of fucking blue paint. Yeah, they would have been in a bunch of blue body paint. Yeah, because yeah. you wouldn't so have. They wouldn't have done what they did, you know, without the aid of a computer. I mean, yeah. yeah it, but anyway, so it says the special effects were equally dismal with the Goro character looking laughably silly waddling around. <laughs> Kano's head looking like it was stolen on trick-or-treat night from a bad rip-off of the Terminator and sundry other bizarre blunders. Uh, the whole film did have a distinctly tacky and silly look. The designs were pathetic, the film itself had an atmosphere of cheapness, and the enemies all looked un- uninnovative and unimpressive. The CGI is amateur, even for 1995. Reptile CGI looks like they couldn't finish him in time. Scorpion's harpoon looks like somebody's student project in college. Also, why does it have a mouth? Question marks. Sometimes, <laughs> Scorpion's spear gotta eat. <laughs> His harpoon's gotta eat, man. It's a fucking living creature. Chomp, chomp. <laughs> Because I would, I, the part of me kind of imagines, remember how, like, in Super Mario, you had, like, the little muncher flowers or whatever? Yeah, yeah that's like, exactly you? what I thought. I was like, oh, he's got, like, a muncher flower he's, like, throwing out. That's pretty funny. Right. And so it's like, yeah, so, like, Super Mario's universe crosses with Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I thought they were the same thing. Come yeah. On. Remember that time that Luigi fought Sub-Zero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Reptile yeah. fought Yoshi once. That was fucking brutal. Yeah, Yoshi ate him. Yeah. And he then fucking Reptile, ate him. Yeah. He and, then, and then spit him out and he just was like a bunch of bones. And he shit an egg. Then he rehatched. <laughs> then they fought again. Right. Uh, the but cycle then of life. Mother continues. and son. Right. Yoshi's uh, a girl, right? No, Yoshi's a boy. Well, no, Yoshi's, I think, can be like. You, they can be whatever. Because you have- you're about to say Yoshi's a boy, but then I'm like, he lays eggs. Yeah, well, I think they said something that, like. Um, like Yoshi's can be male or female, like they can switch or something. That's why everybody had that controversy about Birdo, because they're like, well, Birdo's supposed to be like a female, so is it like a lesbian thing, like a girl on girl type of thing? Because they're like they always put Birdo with Yoshi, like they have like you know like they have sex or whatever. And I'm like, this is way too complicated for Nintendo. Well, I don't think there's a lot of sex going on in Mario. <laughs> How you get all them eggs though? Yeah, just Yoshi and Birdo gotta be banging. <laughs> I don't think they have to be anything. They're a video game. <laughs> but the internet's just poison. Right. It really is. They take anything great. Like, I was literally watching, like, a legit serious YouTube video about Endgame. And they're like... And then they literally started talking about the Bucky and Captain America being gay thing again. I'm like, okay, I'm out. Yeah, click, I'm out. I'm like, Jesus Christ, people. Yeah, but... They're friends. <laughs> you can you can be best friends with someone and care about them and not fuck them. 
Yeah, exactly. I um, would hate to know what millennials' friends look like. It's like, yeah, we just hang out, we have some coffee, watch the movie, you know, fucked. It's like, what? <laughs> it's like, no, y'all, um, y'all are gay. No, we're straight, man. We just fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think you're describing being gay. <laughs> That's what being millennial is. <laughs> the art of being gay. Everything has to be gay. Because, I just don't understand any of it. Yeah. Because I'm just like, everybody wants like Captain America and Buddy to be gay. And it's like, really? You guys are still worried about this? Half the universe is gone. Right, and you're worried about who Captain America's fucking. Right, it's a, if he if he wanted to bang anybody, it was Peggy, and you know she's already dead at this point. So, yeah. so our Sharon, yeah, who may or may not have. Uh, I'm gonna say she did not survive the snap. That would give Cap extra reason to want to forge ahead because yeah, you know he he might have had maybe something going on with like Peggy's daughter, and then he can't even do anything with her because she got taken away in the snap cap would have like literally nothing left because bucky would be gone sam's gone. falcon's gone he you know he doesn't have peggy anymore anyway and then he loses peggy's daughter who he had a thing for niece it was her niece. her niece yeah yeah um so yeah it's like he would basically be like fuck it i have nothing left i am completely out of my time i'm in my 90s everything that's in why the world that, is that, gone. that line gives me chills from the video where black uh black widow's like it's gonna work and he's like i know it will because i don't know what i do a, what i'll do if it doesn't yeah and it's like yeah cap's in a dark place right now he's ready to do anything it takes yeah because he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't like the world that he's in now <laughs> it looks like it's like not half dead it looks like it's like 80 percent dead yeah like well, there's no there's like hardly no the people that survive probably died because you got to take play you got to think what would happen if 50 percent of the people in this planet right now died another whole group of people are going to die yeah because who are the people that died are they the people that fly the airplanes they make medicine farm yeah farm are they the ones that um you know run nuclear plants or that you know if that happens there's a lot more deaths to come mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> we really need our population to sustain right if half of that goes half of that goes also yeah so does half the economy yeah so so half so half of it so 75 percent we can safely say 75 percent of all life on earth would die if 50 percent died <laughs> yeah we're gonna start losing a lot of people yeah yeah Thanos doesn't plan for that, though, because he's psycho. Right. But anyway. <laughs> and neither does... This leads us up to our villain, though. This does lead us to this villain, because he is also a psycho. Are you talking about Shang Tsung? Shang Tsung. Yes. Um, but uh, I think that as far as, like... Because I even heard people, since we were talking to, since we were talking about Shang Tsung, they were talking about, like, the, um, the CG when he's, like, pulling, like, people's souls out of their body... They're like, oh, it just, you know, it looks bad. It looks terrible. You know, even, like, when you see, like, the souls getting released from Shang Tsung at the end of the movie when, when Liu defeats him and the souls are kind of flying around in yeah. that, 
that like tunnel of light as they're kind of going to the afterlife or whatever and people were like oh, this just looks really shitty it's like this looks terrible it's like this is 1995 and also yeah i agree it doesn't give a great depiction of the accuracy of what it would look like if you took someone's soul <laughs> right because yeah. we we've literally <laughs> seen that before right we've seen somebody take someone's soul yeah that happens all the time that doesn't look a hundred percent like the soul taking process totally different right because literally all you have to do is just go ask steven seagal what happened and his soul's been gone for a long time yeah because like (laughs) like after his soul was ripped from his chest he just bloated up like a marshmallow yeah i mean he was in good shape back in the day and then all of a sudden he just you know he just kind of got big and bloated he didn't even sell his soul to the devil he sold his soul to like bob (laughs) bob the builder bob the fucking builder (laughs) he's like a fucking like accountant in hell or something Um, but it, it's just like it's like it's like the budget for this movie was like you said twenty million dollars. Mm-hmm. They don't have a ton of money for CG. Also, CG in nineteen ninety five is going to be relatively rudimentary. It's not going to be. It's not going to look like we said like like Avatar because it's twenty years before Avatar even comes out. You know. Yeah. So that's I think one of the the problems that people have if you're looking at this because one of those comments I think that one was from two thousand thirteen. So if you're looking oh, at this, so this from, is a millennial that doesn't understand how generations of technology work, right? Because they're probably looking at this and they're like, "Oh, the CG looks like crap. This looks like some." Where's their cell phones? What's that big block Sonya's been holding this whole time, trying to get a hold of somebody? Yeah, yeah it, it's called a walkie-talkie. <laughs> what the fuck is a walkie-talkie? Did I hear a niner? Did I hear a niner? Are you on a walkie-talkie? <laughs> um, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everything comes back to Tommy Boy. Ten um, four. God, I hate when people just say ten four. Yeah, you know, ten four. Yeah, you, know, you ever heard somebody just in a regular conversation? Just you tell them, and they're like ten four, and it's like, are you are you on a fucking walkie talkie or something? Are you wearing a wire, man? Are you are you popo? I have one of my bosses that literally texts me. He's like, hey, so so and so so. I'll be like, I'll tell him, and he'll be like, ten four. I'm like, I mean, this is a text message. You can say okay. Yeah. Or give me like a thumbs up emoji. Or... Ten four means jack shit on the phone, man. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, I just think that like if you're going to complain about the special effects, you have to understand the time period that it's from. Yes. This is the mid nineties. This is nineteen ninety five. You're not going to have tremendously great looking shit. I mean, Terminator 2... The only great-looking things you're going to have is Bridget Wilson in this time. I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, basically the hottest things in this movie are Bridget Wilson and Talisa Soto. I mean, come on. So, you know, that's that's your special effect, and right? Christopher Lambert, beautiful man. Sexy man. Especially, <laughs> especially with that, you know, with that, 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 you know, the, the elder god like deep voice mm. and, the, and the fuck me eyes. <laughs> yeah, he's always had those fuck me eyes. <laughs> you know, it was like, it's like, you know, Sean Connery, like he had those at one point and then they, they just turned into like, I want to eat some Cheeto eyes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think he gave up on life at a certain point. Yeah. Much like Steven Seagal. Much like Steven Seagal. There have been a lot of souls taken. Right. Jack Nicholson, Sean Connery, Steven Seagal. Yeah. Soulless. <laughs> Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum hasn't had a soul. He sold his soul to get them abs. That's yeah. what he did, yeah. Um, and also and, to get movie roles. And he's doing great, doing like 
five magic mics <laughs> being objectified by women who also support the feminist calls. Fucking hypocrite. Right. It's like, <laughs> we don't want to be objectified as pieces of meat. What do you think about Chang Tatum? Oh my god, I love his body. It's like, see? It goes both the ways. Same thing. It's just human nature. Get over yeah. it. Yeah. Nobody like, has the right to touch you if you don't want to, but you can't say that you get objectified and then objectify people. Yeah, because how many of these feminists will sense. like will like order like male strippers for like a party? Yeah. And then see, like, like a male stripper just, like, bouncing his dick around in your face. And you're like, I'm a feminist, though. And it's like, well, if you're willing to do that for females, well, what about, like, men objectifying themselves to earn money, like, as a stripper or something? You don't give a shit There's about that. There's been two Amy Poehler, Tina Fey movies. Both those actresses I love. But both those movies objectify men. <laughs> right. Because even <laughs> feminists, they have a tendency to do that. They're, they're just so angry is instead of moving forward and trying to get people just to stop objectifying each other and treat each other like human beings and understand that men desire women and women desire men and women desire women and men desire men sometimes. Right. That's human nature. They desire something. Instead of trying to understand that, you're just trying to banish it unless it's your point of view. Yeah. That's still the same side of what, like, 19, like, 20s men were like uh, up to, like, you know, 2000 and, what year is it? 18. 19, right, yeah. 19. Yeah. Yeah, 2019. So that's still going on. Men are still pieces of shit. But just yeah. because you want to act just like them, that also makes you a piece of shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so the other, the other part of this was that you had a lot of people that uh, did not like the fights in this movie. There's a lot of fights in this movie. Fights are fun. It's literally... It, 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 I, I had somebody that I was reading that they were like, this movie is almost nothing but fights. The fucking video game is nothing but fights. So it literally, is. the entire fucking game of Mortal Kombat, the original Mortal Kombat, like 1, 2, 3, uh-huh. they are nothing but fucking games about fighting. That's all you do. You have a little bit of story at the end, and that's it. Okay, well, let's, let's so, take a pause here on the comment. Best fight scene you've ever seen in a movie the best fight scene that i've seen in a movie like one versus one or like one versus like like just a bunch of people and i'm talking about weapons fights because i think we all know what we win revenge of the sith (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) one of my favorites to ah there's so many the one that your originally your original thought you don't have to my original one that i can think of is the uh uh Bruce Lee versus all of Han's goons in Enter the Dragon when he's in the when he's in like the the drug dungeon right and stuff and he has to fight all the guards. That's like one of my like favorite like fights right there is him fighting all of those guards. That is a great fight. And then and then you could say like that would lead into him fighting Han in the mirror in the mirror maze. That's fucking amazing. That is amazing. Mine would have to go back to Iron Monkey. Iron Monkey. The Shadow Kick fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was uh, Wong Ki Ying and... Um, yeah. Uh, shit, what's the name of the guy who plays the Iron Monkey? Um, shit, I can't remember his name now. Yeah, it's great, though. Uh, it's really great. Because there's also a fight in there with uh, with Donnie. Orchid that's really good. Miss Orchid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Miss Orchid has a really good fight in that movie. Yeah. She has it's a good, few of them. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's a great movie. Yeah, Iron Monkey is an amazing movie. Iron but that one's that one's definitely up there too. But also, I would have to say in the one with Jet Li, mm-hmm. 
um, whenever the two Jet Lees fight. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a pretty amazing fight. It's, uh, was it, it's U-Law versus, uh, was it Gabriel? Gabriel. Yeah, U-Law versus Gabriel Law. Yeah. Um, that one's really good, too, because it's like, what would what would happen if two Jet Lees could fight? And it's like, oh, fuck! This it's is what amazing. happened. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Fucking two Jet Lees fighting. Yeah, it's a great fight. Uh, one um, of my other favorite fight scenes, but it kind of has weapons, is Lethal Weapon 4, which also has Jet Li. Right. It's the end fight with Mel Gibson, uh, Danny Glover, and Jet Li. It's just a just a coolie, it's a really cool coordinated fight. That's why I kind of like it, because it's kind of out of control, and there's a bunch of injuries that happen, and it takes a lot to defeat Jet Li in that scene, so I, I, I enjoy that. Yeah, that one's really good. Uh... The uh, one of the other ones that I would say is the uh, final fight in um, Enter the or the Thirty Six Chamber of Shaolin mm-hmm. uh, when it's the um, uh, when it's the the monk fighting uh, the general, you know that like uh, that like destroyed like most of the town and killed his teacher and mm-hmm. stuff like that earlier in the movie. That fucking fight against the general at the end is fucking amazing. It's one of the best martial arts fights. Like in movie history, <laughs> it is. Yeah, I mean, best. I mean, there's so many good fights in in movie history. I mean, it's. I'm probably not even thinking some. You know, um, you're probably not even thinking some stuff on the top of your head. But like, I immediately there's a there's go a good to, fight in uh, Once Upon a Time in China three. That's like Donnie Yen versus Jet Li. That was really good. Uh, I think it was Once Upon a Time in China 3. And then uh, another one is um, Jackie Chan's Who Am I? Yeah. Uh, The end when you fight the two uh, Swedish guys. Mm -hmm. I think they're Swedish. Yeah. Uh, Or they might be German. I think they're Swedish. I want to say they're Swedish, but it's been a a minute since I've watched that movie, so you might be right. He fights those two guys, like, and then he... uh, kills the one brother with the kick to the head where he breaks his neck and the other brother's just kind of like uh, and then they fight for like a long ass time and then he kills that one too it was like amazing like yeah. i was just like man this is like to me like a lot of people like they'll name like rumble the bronx and all this other stuff off gently jackie chan's who am i that's one of my favorite movies by him because there's so many awesome fight scenes in that movie yeah it's kind of like uh, Jackie Chan's Jason Bourne. Kinda, yeah. Which also would qualify for some of my favorite fight scenes is Jason Bourne. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm, that's true. That's almost a whole other podcast, just fight uh, scenes and movies. Because we can talk about Mar- the Matrix. We can talk about like, martial arts shit forever. Yeah. <laughs> that's something we've never even thought about uh, doing. But yeah, we could literally talk about fight scenes for like infinity probably two so, at least two hours yeah. just to start off yeah yeah like um, maybe yeah <laughs> but uh yeah <laughs> but as far as like the fights go so it says uh this movie is watered down badly choreographed uh the fight scenes where do i start robin shao took part as one of the fight choreographers unfortunately this does not save the movie there seems to be no natural flow in any of the fight scenes and how they repeatedly jump off the walls is over the top Laughter passes my lips every now and then watching these fights. The scene, the fight scenes are like a Power Rangers gimmick in a way and nothing spectacular. The lame action scenes can't save this movie. Wait, so your way of dissing this is comparing it to Power Rangers? Right. 
the most successful kids show maybe of all time yeah i mean as far as like uh well yeah if you consider that like they still make power rangers shows to this day i mean they've made like 15 different versions of it but they still make power rangers tv shows yeah so for one girl Go fuck yourself it's <laughs> not a diss right power rangers are tight uh <laughs> especially the pink ranger yeah <laughs> That sounded kind of gross. It does when you put it in that context. I I did. I did that. I did that. Okay. um. (laughs) Condescend me, man. Fucking kill you, man. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like. You want to. Man, it's just a bad criticism. Like, because the fights are pretty good in this. Uh, I mean, they're, they're as good as you can think that, that that you can make it in 1995. Remember the fight scenes in the Ninja Turtle movies? Oh yeah. You know they were awesome, but they weren't that complicated. It's not like they were like, you know, tearing down skyscrapers and shit like they try to do in the new ones. They were just like ninjas that fought off evil ninjas the foot clan yeah yeah and <laughs> but the thing is is about like some of the fights in those movies that like people were calling them like lame and it's like what because they they're not like you know each like 10 minutes a piece it's like you have to get through a story here but you also have to show mm-hmm. that there are people that are dying in this tournament because that's the whole point you lose and you die you like because basically the way that Shang Tsung has amassed all these souls is because he's been running these tournaments for like you know thousands of years, and he every time like somebody dies in a tournament, he absorbs their soul and gets part of their power. That's well, why actually, he's so strong. Actually, uh, they said that this was the tenth time uh, they were going. If they lost this tenth time, they lost Earth. Right. Pretty much. So if they did it nine times, well, nine times in a row, which means the Mortal Kombat uh, tournaments either started in 1775, or that's whenever they just had their winning streak from 1775 to 1995. Every 30 years is a tournament. Every generation. That's every generation, yeah. Which is every 30 years. Okay. Because they did say that um, that Liu Kang is supposed to be... He's the descendant of Kung Lao, who won you know one of the original ones back in, like I guess, ancient times. And Kung Lao is in uh, the games. Yeah. The Kung Lao that's in the games, though, is the descendant of the original Kung Lao. Mm. And he, he, he takes the mantle of Kung Lao... Uh, when he gets strong enough in the in the uh, in Shaolin, uh, because he went to the Shaolin Temple like Liu Kang did, uh, but because he's a direct des- now, so that's how it is in the game. The Kung Lao in the game is the direct descendant of the original Kung Lao, who's from like I think like a two thousand years ago or something. And so, because he's the direct descendant of that Kung Lao, he's taken the mantle of Kung Lao and changed his name. In this movie, they basically are like, well. We're not going to have an additional guy named Kung Lao. We're just going to have the original Kung Lao and that Liu Kang is the descendant. Because they call him the descendant of Kung Lao in this movie. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, they basically just kind of ignored the character from Mortal Kombat 2. Because I guess they figured that was too confusing that 
you know, it's kind of like if you watch, if you guys know anything about wrestling, when you see Rey Mysterio and then you see like another guy named Rey Mysterio and you're like, well, what the fuck? And it's like, no, that's supposed to be like his uncle was the original Rey Mysterio. Uh-huh. And so because he was going to take his, uh, his uncle's name. Now he's Rey Mysterio Jr. Until he proves that he can carry the name, mm-hmm. then he then he lost the junior off of his name when his uncle gave him the approval. It's like a respect thing. It's like Pentagon Junior, for example. You know, the original Pentagon wrestler was you know uh, I can't remember who he, how he's related to him, but he took the name of Pentagon, but he calls himself Pentagon Junior. Mm-hmm. When he gets you know old enough and he's earned enough respect in the family, he can drop the junior from his name and just be known as Pentagon. So that's kind of like how they do it in Lucha Libre. So in this, that's kind of like how it is with like you know the martial arts and the Mortal Kombat realm, is that you know if you are, if you are significant enough that you can carry the name, you are given the mantle of Kung Lao. Yeah, which you is, can be Kung Lao Junior. Yeah, you can be Kung Lao Junior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you could be Donkey Kong Junior because you know he has to work his way up to become like his old man. You know. Yeah. You know, or you can be Diddy Kong. Yeah, Diddy Kong. Are you going to be P Diddy? Did you ever see this? Is Sean Kong. <laughs> he has fifteen different monikers. Did you ever see the the theory that uh, the reason that Donkey Kong Jr. doesn't exist anymore in the Nintendo games is because he died during the Great Ape War, and so now it's basically just it's Donkey Kong the Third, which is the one that from Donkey Kong Country, and then Diddy. <laughs> Kind of like Hank Williams the third. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like Donkey Kong the third, and then you have Diddy Kong, which is like his his buddy. But it's like the Donkey Kong Junior they don't use anymore because supposedly he died in a war. And I'm like, that's was pretty... against Mario. No, I don't know. I, it was against the uh, the Kremlings, right? Because the Kremlings are always uh-huh. fucking invading their island. They killed off a bunch of alligators. So I just I just imagine him. And so some, Donkey Kong Junior got ate, eaten by an alligator. Apparently, yes, he died during the Great Ape War, and then now it's just it's just Cranky Kong, who is the original Donkey Kong from the original arcade game. Oh, Cranky Kong. And then Donkey Kong the Third, which is the one from Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> and I'm like, there's people that have way too much time to look at like the Donkey Kong and Super Mario canon to put the shit together on YouTube. I don't think uh, Nintendo's put that much thought in. <laughs> Donkey Kong Jr., that's a dumb idea. We just won't do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, they're like, because they don't use that character anymore. They're like, everybody likes DK from Donkey Kong Country, so we'll just use that version. You know, anyway. Yeah, it's more about selling games instead of being like, no, he died in a murderous war. It's like, what, a war that he just fought like no one else fought this war right it's like uh so it's like i'm pretty sure if there's somewhere in canon uh, donkeys versus alligators fighting in a war nintendo would have made that game (laughs) it's like it's like apes versus or it's like monkeys and apes versus the uh the kremlings the alligators because you know that's do that game like, because it, I always imagined that, like, uh, King K. Rule would be, like, you know, he was, like, a military man in that war, and then he fucking has PTSD, and he's crazy. That's why he thinks he's a pirate now. They should you do know? the game on the Switch and just have, like, Mel Gibson <laughs> do the voice of Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he's, like, he's in the war, and yeah. you see him in the rain, and he's, like, in the jungle holding his dog tags, and he's, like... <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to come back home, you know. Yeah. And like all the cash shit, you're like, holy fuck, this is like Apocalypse this is Now. This serious with, with movie. <laughs> you just imagine like fucking, uh, you know, I mean, he's not around anymore, but Arlie Ermey, you know, from uh, Full Metal Jacket, the the, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
drill sergeant. Just imagine the drill sergeant scene uh, from Full Metal Jacket, but with like fucking donkey, donkey. <laughs> donkey. <laughs> fucking apes and shit. <laughs> fucking Gomer just kills himself in the bathroom. Uh, that could be uh like what the fuck am I playing? That could be Lanky Kong, he just like he he shoots himself in the bathroom with like a with the, the peanut gun from yeah. Donkey Kong sixty four. Like, what fucking game what is this? What the fuck is this? <laughs> this is the darkest game I've ever played. This is Donk Pocalypse now. <laughs> oh man. Um but uh <laughs> Uh, but we'll go ahead and we'll take another uh, break here, and then when we when we come back, then we'll uh, we'll go ahead and, and finish up because I still have a few I still have a few other points to go through. It probably won't take us maybe too long to go through the rest of these. Yeah, it won't take that long. Um, we have like with two comments left, basically. Finish so. him. <laughs> Flawless victory. That was that. Was that Napalm Death? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was another good track uh, uh, from this movie. <clears throat> but uh, let's see. Let's see. What we're, okay, we'll go ahead and talk about this part. So apparently, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's, for some reason, it's like I think when people watch movies, they they just they they glaze over. Like their eyes are looking at it, but their brain is just long gone. And not paying attention to shit. Because how many times do we do a movie and then people don't fucking understand the plot? You know? Right. <laughs> it happens all the time. So, uh, it's like, apparently people don't understand this movie. This is very fucking simple to understand. Now, if you watched Inception and you didn't quite understand what was going on, okay, that's reasonable. It's pretty complex. You might have to watch a few scenes a few times to, to maybe fully grasp what's going on in that movie. The Mortal Kombat movie is not fucking complicated. It's nowhere near like Inception or any of that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> so it says this. So it says uh, the game has a neat plot and an interesting story. The movie has no plot and no story whatsoever. This movie is a ridiculous excuse for an adaptation. This film is usually described as the best video game uh, to movie conversion ever. However, uh, true this may be, there's a clear flaw in the storyline. Uh, three martial artists go to an island to compete in a tournament, specifically a tournament held by the enemy of the film, who happens to have a super strong bodyguard, who at the end of the film is killed by the rich character. Sound familiar? It should be, because it's basically the exact same story of Bruce Lee's Enter the Dragon, with the exception that in Mortal Kombat they are in a tournament to save the world. Did they not realize when they wrote this movie that if they strayed far from the storyline at all, it would flop? Well, I guess not. Liu Kang uh, was a student at the Shaolin Temple, so why did they write it so that he left? They felt there was another movie needing to suggest that uh, you cannot fight your destiny? Uh, give me a break. Straight away we see Liu Kang's brother, uh, Chan, uh, being killed by Shang Tsung at the temple. 
there's a definite problem with this. Did Liu Kang have a brother at all in the game? Was uh, Where was Kung Lao during all this? Kung Lao is the last descendant of the one who fought in the first Mortal Kombat and won, uh, which is his namesake. Did they study the game's history at all? The introduction to this movie would have been 100 times better if they looked into the history of the game. It would have been so much better than having Liu Kang as a devoted student of the Shaolin Temple and Shang Tsung carried into the temple on a pagoda and Goro behind him completely covered and hidden by a cloak. I, so, <laughs> for one, they were side by side with the creators of this game and this movie, so it is canon. Right, because I mean, uh, because they, because uh, Ed Boon and John Tobias were, uh, you know, consultants for this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because so. I mean, it is their intellectual property. Well, John Tobias doesn't have anything to do with it anymore. It's it's basically all Ed Boon now. Ed Boon. Because Ed Boon still makes the games with Nether Realm Studios. Boon but... gets the poon. <laughs> or as we call it, Ed Poon. <laughs> Ed Poon. Yeah. Um... Old Eddie Pussy Sacks. <laughs> Wow! Um, <laughs> not expecting that. No one was. That was called a fatality. <laughs> yeah. Flawless victory. Yeah. Pussality. Um, but anyway, uh, but like, I think that the thing is, is that like, you know, what uh, people saying that like, well, they're basically just ripping off like the premise of like Enter the Dragon. It's like. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the whole point. This is sort of an homage to Enter the Dragon. Yeah, I mean, Liu Kang is basically Bruce Lee, so... Yeah. Yes. And then you have the rich character, which in, you know, Enter the Dragon was Roper. That's Johnny Cage. He was, like, the rich actor guy. Mm -hmm. And then the one that's a bit different is, is Williams, because Williams and... Uh, Enter the Dragon was just like he was just like a normal you know like, like karate fighter or whatever he was just like a regular dude right he wasn't uh, like a special forces person like Sonya is so that's kind of where it falls apart a little bit there yeah but you know the other two characters kind of make sense it's like the super it's talented like the Asian dude between Queen's uh, you know uh, version of the song and then Vanilla Ice version the under pressure yeah, under pressure yeah it's the little bitty ting ting that little <laughs> bitty tings makes the biggest difference uh, right yeah um so <laughs> ice ice baby yeah under pressure but you know I think um like on this like we already kind of discussed that a little bit where it's like instead of having to introduce a second character named Kung Lao and there was like an original Kung Lao they were like eh we don't really have time to explain all that so yeah. we're just going to say that Liu Kang is Kung Lao's descendant yeah the original Kung Lao's descendant and there isn't a second Kung Lao that's like a younger dude who like grew up in the temple with, with Liu so basically what they did was instead of having like that character relationship that Liu has with Kung Lao from the game, they basically made it where they're like, oh, well, Liu Kang just has a brother. And his brother was killed by Shang Tsung. That's his little bro. He loses his little bro when Shao, you know, when uh, Shang takes his soul from him. And then he basically is trying to get revenge against Shang Tsung. Which a is lot what of brings, names. A lot of names. Which is what brings him to the island. Oh, man, the Mortal Kombat, like, canon is, like, crazy. The amount of stories. Shang Shao, show... <laughs> Show enough. <laughs> Show enough. <laughs> Show enough's in this game, right? Uh, Should have been in this movie. Who's the baddest? All right. <laughs> um, which is funny because Jax is in this, like, for, like, two minutes. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, well, yeah. we got a black guy in the movie. It's like, okay, cool. Um, we don't want that. <laughs> uh, there's like another guy who's like, uh, he's just like another martial arts dude that apparently Johnny Cage knows, mm-hmm. you know, and then he gets like absolutely destroyed by Goro. Like, but that's the thing. It's like Goro has like they don't really explain arms. that that much either to that part of the movie. They're just like, no. Yeah, it's and like his friend like, Art dies, and you're like, well, he knows him, so it's like maybe he's done like movies with him before, or maybe when Johnny Cage was doing martial arts, like he trained with him. Because you see, Sonya's like, no, and then you see Johnny Cage, he's like, no, and you're like, wait, they didn't explain that that much. I had to. This point. Yeah, they didn't really explain at all. That. Just, they're just he's just like dying. They're like. But that's somebody that he knows because he recognizes him when he sees him. And then you're just kind of like, who's the guy getting killed? But yet if they had said something like, you know, oh, hey, man, like, uh, you know, did did you audition for that movie? And it's like, yeah, I auditioned, but they chose somebody else. Then you could be like, oh, well, this is somebody he knows. It's like another actor. Yeah. And he knows this guy. So you could have done that somehow. But they're like, look, this dude's going to be dead in like two minutes to go. We're just going to have... Sonya Blade for no reason at all just be like no and then have Johnny Cage just be like no you I'm gonna then fucking fight Goro I'm gonna fight cause Goro cause you killed this guy that I kinda know from martial arts school <laughs> that we, we have to put our own storyline together because they didn't tell yeah they don't because they're like look Goro's gonna kill this dude in like two minutes so his, he's not important cause I was just, just gonna, gonna, but it's like, like he's the motivation for Cage wanting to go fight Goro yeah you could have explained that for like <laughs> two or three minutes and just been like yeah, so who's that? It's like, oh, did you audition for the movie? Man, I auditioned for the movie, but they gave it to fucking Billy Blanks. <laughs> <laughs> they gave the fucking role to Mario Van Peebles, man. Are you serious? Are you serious, man? Solo. <laughs> it's like, wait, did he just put his next movie in this movie? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know about this. This seems a little fucked up, but, uh, yeah. That wasn't. <laughs> capitalism uh but it's like the thing about this is that like this is somebody who obviously knows the game and it's like if you're having to sit there and break that down like we understand why they don't mention a second kung lao because it would get confusing we understand that like we we've played the games we know the history of mortal Kombat and all that good shit like we, we understand that you know we're both nerds but the thing is, is like with somebody who's like doing this is like, oh, well, I'm going to go on IMDb and I'm going to bitch about the, the canon storylines of Mortal Kombat and characters that are supposed to exist. It's like, this is a fucking movie. And also, who's going to be like rolling around on IMDb re- reads this and this like changes their life? It's like, look, this movie's garbage because they didn't use Kung Lao properly. It's like, this movie is based on the first Mortal Kombat game. That's why the characters look like they do. It's supposed to be based off the first one. It's not based off Mortal Kombat 2 where you have the character of Kung Lao, you know, like actually as a playable character. Yeah. You know, like you don't see him until part 2. And in part 2, you can't even use Liu Kang. Liu Kang isn't in the second game, you know. He didn't come back to like, what, Mortal Kombat 3, then Liu Kang came back? Yeah. Um, but it's like... <laughs> It's like you're really focusing too much on the storyline in a Mortal Kombat movie. It's like the story's not accurate. It's like it's a fucking fighting game. It's a fucking fighting game that doesn't have a lot of story. This has more story than the first game ever intended to have. You know? Yeah. 
I mean, like, let's get a bunch of badass-looking people to fight. It'd be like if they made a movie about Killer Instinct, and you'd be disappointed if everyone didn't die at the end. Right. Surprised they never tried because as big as that game got, they never really ever tried to make a movie about it, which is crazy. Because usually anything big like that gets at least some kind of a big movie or, or a TV show thing or something, you know. Um, but I guess Jago would have been the main character on that. Jago, maybe. Yeah. Cinder. Um, Cinder. Uh, was uh, was the other one? Uh, Saber Wolf. Saber Wolf. Saber Wolf was good. Um, what was the lady in the green? It was Orchid. Was that her name? Orchid? She yeah. She was cool. She was cool. Um, God, I don't remember a lot about that. Then there's like... Wasn't there a dude that was like all silver? The robot dude, yeah. Uh, Yeah, what the hell was his name? He's the one on the cover. I don't know. I don't remember. I haven't played that game in so long. Yeah, it's been like a long time since I've played The only thing they did with it is they put it on the Xbox and no one plays that shit. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, okay, so then I'll, I'll we'll go to our last point here, uh, and this was something that I saw quite a bit. This was one of the main nitpicks that people had about this movie. Uh, so it says, uh, "I did enjoy this game and the sequel as a kid, but now that I've played the ultra badass Mortal Kombat nine and ten, I look back on the movies and I think that they should have been rated R." with all the extreme gore and fatalities unleashed. I mean, seriously, how are you going to adapt a game known for its gore and fatalities and tone it down to a PG-13 just to please young viewers? That That's just being a sellout and a wimp. I'm really glad that the third movie coming out next year will be rated a hardcore R with all the extreme gore and fatalities unleashed. Uh, that is how a Mortal Kombat movie should be done, not watered down and sissified for younger viewers. Mortal Kombat is a terrific game. Uh, Mortal Kombat uh, is also a crappy movie. <laughs> there is no way this movie could have been any cheesier. The game is bloody, violent, and for mature gamers. Uh, it is a huge mistake to make a film with such a violent premise as gladiatorial death matches for, ch- for kids. Uh, it can't be done. Kids from 6 to 13 years would have loved this film and uh, had the violence been trimmed to make it suitable for them. And as it stands, the adult viewer is disappointed by the lack of violence. Well, this movie wouldn't have been made if it was going to be rated R. That was part of the deal. Yeah. With a you still new... see a lot of death in this movie, but you just don't see like a ton of blood. Yeah, because it was supposed to be made with a lot of blood and gore, and uh, New Line Cinema. New Line made, made this, the, yeah. The movie they agreed to make it, and they're like, "But we don't want any of the blood and gore. If you can make this movie and make it PG PG thirteen, we will finance it." Right. And so they're like, "Okay, we'll make it PG thirteen, and that's how the movie got made." You know that podcast? How did this get made? There's their answer for this one. Right. That's how. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you had to make a PG-13 because they didn't want to make a fucking uh, deathmatch movie where you're just seeing people get their fucking heads ripped off and their spinal cords hanging. Right. And who can blame them? Are getting cut in two. Yeah. You know. You still see some pretty brutal deaths in this because, I mean, like, Sub-Zero literally freezes that guy and then he breaks into chunks, you know? Yeah, you could do that because it's not bloody. Yeah, because he froze the guy and then just broke him into bits. But what studio would really, you know, besides uh, Warner Brothers, uh, (laughs) would really just approve a movie like this and just be like, yeah, like fucking yank heads off and shit. But like, that movie wouldn't make a lot of money. 
No. Because you can't take your girlfriend to the movie. You can't, you know, this is not a date movie. It's not a movie that you can just be like, hey, you want to go see Mortal Kombat? You know, video games are hard enough to convince somebody to go watch, like, in movie form. Because it's like, eh, I'd rather just sit back and play, you know... The actual game. Mortal Kombat 11 or whatever. Right. Uh, instead of be like, hey, you want to go see this movie? I heard it has, like, you know, Daniel Radcliffe as Sub-Zero. I heard he got his fucking head ripped off. It's like, I don't want to see that. Right. Daniel Radcliffe. No, I'm not watching that. Yeah, I'm not watching that shit. <laughs> it's, it's like, they have to basically, they're like, well, it's Mortal Kombat. We have to have people, we have to have some of the characters die in the movie to Absolutely. show. Because Goro dies, Sub-Zero dies, uh, Scorpion dies, Reptile dies. Like, just like, fuck all these guys. Yeah, Shang Tsung dies. Uh, amongst the good guys, even Kano dies. Amongst the good guys, like everybody's intact at the end, except for poor Art, who got destroyed by Goro in two minutes. Yeah, and we were very invested. <laughs> right, we're so invested into Art. The fact that I even remembered his name is accomplishment um, enough. Right. Somebody send John a fucking trophy. Because <laughs> right. I was just kind of like, who is that? Yeah, Art. That's like uh, supposed to be Johnny Cage's buddy. The only reason buddy. John knows is because he imdb that shit. No, I watched the movie today and I just remembered it. <laughs> Memory <laughs> is a hoax. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's like, I just think that, um, you know, if you're... If you're going into this and you're like, okay, well, most of the kids who played this, you know, as far as like, and let's not forget Mortal Kombat is the reason we have ratings on video games now. Because remember back in the day, like Joseph Lieberman, I remember because he was just a regular congressman back then, he said that the games were too violent and he felt like there should be a rating system to let parents know the content that's in a game. Kind of like how back in the day, um, you know, the parental advisory sticker for uh, music didn't exist on albums back in the day. Yeah, until... it used to just say, fuck you. <laughs> and you could just you just make an album. And then all of a sudden, Two Live Crew happened, and everybody was like, oh, fuck, this is, like, really explicit. It's yeah. like, it's Two Live Crew. They don't give a fuck about anything. Yeah, you remember so... whenever America actually did freedom of speech and there was a thing called parenting yeah that it was like and then some parents were like well, we don't know what's in these games so having something on the box tell us will give us an, an idea it's well, like because you're some, some kids could handle that and other kids couldn't i remember my dad telling me that he didn't want me to rent mortal Kombat because it was too bloody and i'm like it's it's fictional characters. I'm like I can watch the it's fictional characters. <laughs> I'm like I can watch a movie like Predator where people get like fucking blown in two and people get like their fucking spines ripped out. I can watch the Predator movie, but I can't play Mortal Kombat a game. I was like, what what sense does that make? I literally have a copy of Predator I can go watch right now, which has lines in it about. About the word faggots, and then he also mentioned sexual tyrannosaurus. That was my argument about Marilyn Manson, because I know mom was like, "Why are you listening to that guy?" And I was like, "Look, I can play Spyro the Dragon, but I can't listen to Marilyn Manson." Did you really make that argument? <laughs> no, that's not saying? true. That's not true. I would imagine Steve trying to do that to his mom. I can play fucking the original Digimon, which has death. But I can't listen to Marilyn Manson. Uh, right. 
I think that's a better argument. I thought this was America. I thought this was America. <laughs> but it's just, you know, if you're if you're going into this movie expecting it to be as bloody and, and gore, you know, fest as it is. I mean, because, like, some of the stuff that they do in, like, Mortal Kombat 10 and now in Mortal Kombat 11, those fatalities are fucking brutal looking. They are ridiculously brutal looking, and it's like purposely. Yeah, they do that because it's it's shock value. Like people Mortal expect Kombat, the fatalities to be crazy. Set the ratings. Grand Theft Auto preceded the ratings. Uh, <laughs> right. It, it, but if you were a parent and you're like, well, we don't know what's in Grand Theft Auto. It's like the game's called Grand Theft Auto. You're literally stealing cars. There has to be some type of theft and murder in that game. Right. But it is very fun. Yes, it is very fun. Because you know, death is very funny. It's <laughs> hilarious. Oh man. Uh, but I think I think that that does it for here. Okay, so what we're gonna do to end the episode is something we haven't done in a few episodes. Uh, whoever doesn't make this good, the best. Whoever makes the worst suggestion has to read these cards here to end the show. In a bow rat voice. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> bow okay. rat. So what I'm going to do is we're going to do like a modern casting thing for okay. each person. And I'm just going to name. I have right here where it's just the different names of the characters. And I'm just going to name some. And whoever, uh, if we both have good ideas, we'll just keep going. If we're just kind of like, you know, like, who can play Liu Kang? And you're like... I don't know, like, Jonah Hill is like, well, you read these fuckers. Because okay. <laughs> you obviously lost. Yeah, you have nothing. Yeah. Uh, so, so, um, intellectually bankrupt. And we're not going to do people like Scorpion and stuff like that because they wear masks and they don't talk. I can literally be anybody. It literally can be anybody. It's like, who can play Scorpion? It's like, I don't know, like, fucking... Tony um, Ja. Well, well, not because he's wearing a mask. Well, I would actually tell it why is he could do it. Yeah, like, but it wouldn't uh, matter because he wears a mask. <laughs> okay, so let, let's go ahead and get Luke Kang out of the way because Tony Jaa came up and he would actually be a good Luke Kang. Yeah, actually, but um, so let, let's see. Who, who do you think would make a good modern day Luke Kang? Mm, I'm trying to think. Uh... Maybe like John Cho. I was thinking John Cho also actually. Yeah, okay. That was so that's so weird because so I was sitting tie. there thinking I was sitting there thinking that and uh, yeah that actually okay we we won't have to read these cards over that so John Cho because he's actually physical and you'd be like wait isn't he kind of like a comedian it's like yeah kind of Robin Shaw kind of was too though I mean, he could do comedy but yeah. you know it's like just watch john cho in the star trek 2009 yeah he he does a great job yeah he's really good uh okay so let's and he was also in the um uh the uh green hornet mm-hmm. movie yeah because he played kato in the green hornet movie and he was good in that seth rogan was garbage but he was good right <laughs> uh raiden raiden um Let's Modern see. day Raiden. Uh, uh, shit, you would need somebody who, who has kind of like a mysterious, but like this very stoic kind of. Uh, oh, uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, mysterious stoic. Okay, okay, uh, okay. I like Kurt Russell. Let's see. Let me see if I can think of something. 
a little different than Kurt Russell. Because you're trying to follow in the footsteps of uh, Christopher Lambert. That's... Christopher Lambert. Okay, okay. I'm sitting here thinking. I'm thinking. Hmm. I'm going to say... Okay, this one's a little tough for me. Yeah, because I'm, I'm trying to think about how badass they have to be. Um, let's see. Dang, this this one's a little tough for me because I'm trying to juggle some people in my head here real quick. And, um... Yeah, because with writing, you have to—you really do have to find somebody who has that stoic persona because he's an elder god, but yet he also has to be able to deal with mortals and deal with their sense of humor and the personalities and stuff like that. So I mean, he's like the god of—well, he's not not an elder god. He's you know he's like the god of lightning, though. So he's like an elemental god. But he has to deal with like the elder god. So you need somebody with some dignity and some like a stoic nature mm-hmm. but also can have like a you know sense of humor right right so because he has to deal with all these different personalities from these mortals and he has to you know interact with their sense of humor and everything okay i'm gonna go with will defoe Will- willem defoe okay yeah okay i can see that that's not bad okay i'm gonna go with will defoe i was trying to yeah i get somebody that was kind of close to the christopher lambert type and also have like a cool voice and have the stoic nature yeah i can see that i guess yeah okay okay. so next uh let's go with our man johnny cage johnny cage um let's see you would need i need somebody who has that kind of um. Okay, well, I have an idea. This one's a little bit off the wall. The Miz. The Miz. That's a great idea. Because that's basically what his gimmick is. He's kind of a Johnny Cage Johnny asshole Cage. Yeah, actor yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah. Okay, my idea was Zach Efron. Zach Efron. I thought about Efron for a second, but I was yeah. like, I think I would rather take The Miz. Okay, okay so I think those, those are, are both good suggestions because I yeah. think they can pull off the look, physicality. Miz can definitely pull off the dick-headedness. Yes, very much so. Of him. Um, let's go Sonya Blade. Modern-day Sonya Blade. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Absolutely. That's <laughs> she, great. Even dressed up like her. She even does her voice in the new game. So she yeah, would be like the perfect... Because Sonya has to be like an ass-kicker that can handle dealing with all these like supernatural fucking people with powers and shit. Ronda would be perfect for that. Because she could do all of the fight stuff. You know, and she's already done acting, so yeah, I think that's pretty much a no-brainer. Okay, so let's do Jax. Okay, mine is Terry Crews. Terry Crews, that's a good one. Uh, I would say Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Okay, either yeah. one of those would be good. Okay, I think that'd be pretty. Imagine good. if you had like you could if you have Rhonda as Sonya and then you have Jax as like Terry Crews or Michael B. Jordan. That would be great. That'd be great casting. Okay, we'll do two more, uh, and then if there's a tie, we'll just have to tie it up. Uh, let's see, um, we'll say um, Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn. 
let's see, you, Shao Kahn's like a really big, like uh, like muscular kind of like a He-Man type of dude. I'm gonna say Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel as Shao Kahn. That would be interesting. Um, my thought would be The Rock. The Rock. Because he's Shao got the physique. You could put the fucking Shao Kahn helmet on him. I think he would look good like that. Okay. Okay. Then one more, we'll go with, let's see, who wants to cast, Kano. Kano, okay, I would say. To whoever has the best on this one, doesn't have to read the cards, so think about this one. My pick would be uh, Liam Hemsworth. Damn it, that was my pick. Because <laughs> uh, he already there, he's already in Australia, and he has the like okay, the Kino yeah, look, the brown okay. hair, um, and the, he has the physique. He could pull off the you know the. Okay, since you said it first, I'll read the cards uh, because I can't think of anybody better than Liam Hemsworth because as Kano, yeah, there is no one better. Congrats on your marriage to Miley Cyrus, as crazy as she is. She Somehow is sexy it works. as hell, and she has like one of the nicest asses of all time. That's just a legit compliment. She You're right. <laughs> uh, almost dropped that there. Okay. He's all distracted um, thinking about Miley. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Dick Ryder. I don't think I sound like Bo Rad though. I think I sound like Bane. <laughs> yeah, that was more Bane. I don't know. I don't think that qualifies. <laughs> But uh, Sonny Dick Rider. Sonny Dick Rider. Yeah, you have to okay. put like a kind of like a vague Russian accent. Yeah, on it, it. okay. Because you gotta think it's, 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 it's Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. Oh, no, he's from Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. He's from Kazakhstan. Uzbekistan. So, you gotta like, uh, it's like really. A, okay, it's like yeah, a, yeah. Kind of a Russian sort of. Little Dallas Multias. The Multias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Come Dumb Jones. <laughs> Dead Bill Waxton. <laughs> wow. The Turdinator. <laughs> Sean Claude Van Dean. <laughs> Thank you and good night. Remember, it's all fun and games until we show up. Listen to us on uh, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, iTunes Google, Google Podcasts, all the good stuff. Just listen to us because. You know, we're pretty great if you're listening to us now and also listen to, you know, F-U-C-T News and everything like that. And um, Remember to get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> F-U-C-T with Sean Van Dien. <laughs> It's so nice you gotta play it twice.